Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. We have a very special guest. We have today with us Miss Christy Myers, and she is the founder and creator of Flow Integrative, which practices ketamine therapy. And I did not know anything about this therapy, so I am very excited to talk to her today and learn more about how she's helping trauma victims, people suffering from depression and PTSD. She's helping so many people. So I cannot wait to learn more about this today. Thank you so much for being here, Christy. Uh, good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful introduction. And I'm honored to be here uh, as well as tell the story and how truly to allow this message to reach those who need to hear it and know that there's options for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear more about this because um, personally in our my own family, I know my children have been affected by PTSD and trauma and depression, and I know what a terrible thing it is to deal with. And I know there's probably people out there listening today who are also suffering. So to learn more about this type of therapy that could possibly help them and yeah. give them some relief is amazing. So before you get into what exactly ketamine therapy is, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you, how did you learn about this and then create a place where people, people could go to get this type of therapy? Yeah, and that's, it's a multifaceted story, if you will, but it has a catalyst. And that catalyst is uh, also trauma in my own personal life. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I lost my dad to suicide. And fast forward 25 years, uh, unknowingly, but of course, also looking backwards in, uh, I believe my past is wisdom, but it took me about 25 years to truly recognize that. Uh, his loss really pushed me into emergency medicine, uh, which what does that mean, right? It means that uh, now looking back, when you have such profound life events, you become the person that you needed when you were little. At least that's my story. And so uh, I started in emergency medicine or in the fire department when I was 18 years old. Uh, I knew there was some pretty profound events that occurred after my dad's death that really allowed some, some really beautiful guardian angels, if you will, uh, course correct my life into the fire service. And from there, I spent the last 20 years really just achieving, obtaining, and learning. And of course, uh, I believe in failing in the sense that uh, it's your first attempt in learning. Uh, so from there, I really started pursuing the medical side as an EMT and then as a paramedic while concurrently still running as a paid call firefighter and then working my way up through the ranks, wildland fire. I, I loved adrenaline. Uh, I wanted to be a smoke jumper. I ended up breaking both my feet. Like there's a, there's a <laughs> lot of these pieces of this story, right? But uh, fast forward to uh, my thirties, if you will. Uh, after I had my son, I stepped more so into the classroom uh, because those 24-hour shifts, 72-hour shifts, they weren't conducive to having a newborn and uh, creating a family. So uh, in the classroom, I really started to uh, embody pharmacology and anatomy and physiology, as well as the theoretical side of medicine. Uh, our profession is not that old. We really have been practicing medicine and we still are, right? If you look at any doctor, it, it literally says under their name, they're, they're practicing medicine. That's why they call it their 
practice because that's what they're doing. And so uh, fast forward until about two years before COVID or a year and a half before COVID, ketamine actually entered our drug box as paramedics. So what does that mean? It means that if you were to have an acute injury or a traumatic event outside of your home, or if you were to call 911, we as providers and paramedics would be able to have the opportunity to give you ketamine as a modality for pain or an acute traumatic event, sickle cell, cancer, uh, also chronic diseases as well too. And so when ketamine entered my classroom, I really do say that ketamine found me. Uh, I had known of ketamine and worked with ketamine when I worked in the emergency room. Uh, We've been using ketamine now for 50 years in our profession as medical professionals for conscious sedation. Uh, Surprisingly, kids are one of the greatest recipients of the medicine. They do fantastic with ketamine. Uh, And then of course, I have seen the other side of the spectrum as well too, which is the recreational use and or the the names that have been associated with it, right? Like horse tranquilizer, special K, K holes. It's multifaceted. So because I had such a large paradigm of this medicine, I had, and I recognized in that, that I had ignorance uh, because I knew both sides of the spectrum, but I didn't know what they were asking us to now use it for, which then required me to do a lot of learning and embodying of the medicine so that I could speak to it from a place of knowing and not a place of ignorance, which I truly believe with as much technology as we have ignorance in this day and age is a choice. Uh, And if I was truly going to be the professor that I was becoming, uh, it's my job to do the medicine, it's full service and know it in totality. And so uh, as I was learning the medicine, I was also watching the mental health crisis, not only in my classroom, in my own family, as well as in the professional world, uh, you go into hospitals right now, you go into it, and not just right now, but for a whole professional time, you know, if, if we're not paying attention, then we're kind of missing this crisis. It's, it's compounded all over. You can't not see it, right? And so uh, it became just really clear, especially when pandemic hit, that uh, this was an answer for a lot of people to be able to help with PTSD. Uh, and more so my, my first driving force was who helps the help? Uh, I really started to ask those questions in my classroom, uh, how many people we think we impact and, and how, it, how it impacts our clients or our patients when we show up and we're not healthy and what that looks like and how it compounds over time and really allowing students to tell their story because I I recognized uh, several years ago or early in my profession as I stepped into the classroom that a majority of us are there because we needed to become the people that we didn't have when we were little. And so uh, really leaning into the mental health side of our profession, who helps the help and allowing this medicine to be something that we became so comfortable with that we knew wholeheartedly that we could also receive it. Uh, and I've been, I've been building since mid to early 2020. 
and i'm here now uh, still knocking on all those doors uh really trying to bring awareness of mental health period not just because we're in crisis right now that the crisis really inspires me to move quicker uh, or just not necessarily be louder but definitely uh, raise awareness in totality because we really do need help as a species yeah i think there's a lot of anxiety right now over everything that's going on you see it in large numbers and uh so it's it's nice to know that there are people like you who are out there trying to spread awareness to it so now if anyone is out there as as i was whenever i first met you I don't have any idea what ketamine therapy is or what it entails. So could you possibly explain to us exactly um, what ketamine therapy is and how it works for people? Yeah, uh, ketamine, well, back up a little bit. So in pharmacology, everything that we've synthesized as a species literally is a, an emulation or a replication of what exists inside of us. So what does that mean? It means that ketamine, if we were to break it down to its natural compounds, it comes from earth and it's found naturally. And we can even find it in fungi, which is, you know, the original internet system and tells the story of all mankind, which is why psilocybin is one of the greatest gifts to humanity. Uh, so ketamine is what's called a disassociative. It was actually created 50 plus years ago for the PCP crisis to be able to try to help people out of those uh, addictive patterns. And from what uh, the seventies were really bringing into our awareness with psychedelics uh, before, you know, we decided to have a war on consciousness. It's not necessarily a war on drugs, it's consciousness. Uh, and now add in one slight piece to this as a contemplation is that humans only use three to 5% of their conscious mind. Uh, that to me is a crisis. And so ketamine being a disassociative, it comes in and it actually dissolves or separates us from the limbic system. Uh, the limbic system is the most reptilian or archaic part of our brain. It's, uh, it's what's been in creation the longest. And so therefore it, it also has a lot of influence. And before I go further too, I really would encourage all the listeners to uh, temporarily suspend their current belief systems. Uh, because a lot of times if we hear something that isn't in alignment with our current belief system, it doesn't resonate and or we discredit it. So just trying to be open to receive new information uh, and then the validity behind it is definitely the due diligence to each person to research it. Yeah. Uh, but when we dissolve the limbic system, we do a couple things. One is that we remove the deeply embedded survival from our human being, meaning the nervous system gets a break. We temporarily go out of survival neurologically and physiologically. So it, we actually get out of our own way. Uh, we're taught from a really young age to be in a hurry and to worry. Mm -hmm. uh, we get told to watch out or uh, don't do that or whatever it is from when we're as young as one years old, right? And so uh, it actually starts training the neural circuitry to be in hypervigilance and diligence. And for all of us, it's a, that's multifaceted because 
each one of us have different parents. And so therefore that was conveyed to all of us differently, but it, all in the same in totality because it's survival, right? You know, we allude to kids all the time as having resiliency and uh, that, that kids are surviving. Well, that's exactly what they're doing is surviving. Uh, and just because we're aging doesn't mean we're thriving. And that's part of the conundrum right now is as adults, we're trying to go into this thrive state of mind, but yet we're still locked and loaded into survival. So uh, when ketamine pulls us out of survival, it allows the physical body to rest. And as the physical body's resting, it's restoring. So that's one avenue. And the other avenue is that we shut down the seared lines of demarcation in the neural circuitry, meaning uh, we have profound life events. And one of the greatest movies that I reference for all the moms and dads out there, but mostly the moms, uh, Inside Out is one of the greatest movies that depicts this. Uh, all the islands that Riley had in her mind, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Those are seared lines of memories. And so those, those lines of demarcations, they get seared into our neural circuitry. So they have a lot of power or influence over our day-to-day -day thinking, which is why we will continuously think about something that happened years and years ago, because it's so fresh and prevalent in the neural circuitry, which then we end up creating our future based off of the thoughts of our past which is why we're continuously in a post-traumatic stress disorder or dysregulation would be a better way of putting that, right? Because it's not a disorder. It's this, the fact that something has happened to us and it wasn't because of us. And so these, these influence our behaviors, they influence our nervous system. And when we use the medicine, we disengage that. So now that network, it doesn't have as much power into your thought processes, which then allows you to expand. So this comes back to that three to 5% of our conscious mind, right? We're expanding out of that network. We're allowing new neural pathways, new ways of thinking, being, and doing to have an option to thrive in our gray matter. Our brains are amazing. We have a hundred trillion neurons just waiting to fire and wire. But if we're continuously engaged in something that was tragic, the other neural circuits don't have a chance to even get lit up because there's so much power to a past event. So it allows us to expand it allows our minds to become more susceptible to new behaviors, new thoughts, new ways of doing life. And that's different for everyone. At the same time, it also allows us to observe. We go out of body. So what does that mean, right? It means that the physical body is no longer influencing our mind and the pathways are no longer engorged. And now we're free to travel and when we travel, that's different for all of us. Uh, we become observers of the trauma. We become observers of our life. And we allow ourselves to now reframe our relationship to it from our current state of mind. What does that mean? It means that if I had a profound life event when I was 15 years old, 
I continuously will think and feel the same way as when I was 15 years old. And that's why we see people stuck in trauma. They could be 40 to 50 years old, but they still have a traumatic response from when they were 15. And so now it allows us from this current state of mind as 42 years old or whatever age you are to now have a whole different view of that trauma from your current state of being, not from your past traumatic influence. The medicine is one of the greatest gifts that we can give humans uh, right now in this time space, because one, it's not only 100% legal, but it's also FDA approved for usage and has been in use for over 50 years. Um, the way that we're using the medicine right now is called off-label, which means the FDA approval has approved the medicine in totality, but when they approve it, they approve it for the one thing that was presented to them, which is conscious sedation in this setting. Meaning uh, if you were to go to the hospital, you would receive two to three times as much ketamine as what I'm giving you. So I'm not only administering it in such a small incremental amount, but I'm using it differently because I'm not consciously sedating you. So it makes the medicine even safer to sit with uh, than if I were to give you a much larger dose and truly disassociate you from your body. And that would be to, you know, reset a bone or something that also creates trauma. Right. So it's, uh, it's full circle, yeah. it's full circle and it's super safe and it's, it's a gift, uh, especially when there's mindfulness and the intent is behind it to truly shed things that don't serve us anymore and allow us new opportunity to think differently. Yeah. It sounds like very similar to when you're doing hypnosis too with patients in that you're trying to take them out of the trauma. So they're not just in the middle of it. And in this hyper, like you said before, hypervigilance every yeah. day, like living in that traumatic state. Yeah. That's Absolutely. really interesting. So how many sessions, let's say, would one person perhaps start with if they were thinking, okay, this sounds like something that might be beneficial to me. Yeah. And I'm going to go against the masses right now. And I'm going to uh, tell you one because it, it's so, it's a huge step, right? And so I really want to make sure that you are ready for you. And so I tell everyone to start with one, start with one and then, then decide how you want to work with this medicine. So if you look at literature, the Journal of American Medicine, and there's a lot of published studies that show that a series of six has a lot of efficacy in the sense that now we're working towards the core, right? So the question I ask my clients is how long, how long have you been in this traumatic state and how aware of it are you? Meaning if you're unconscious to it, it's going to take us a little while to expand you out of that network and bring you into a more conscious awareness of yourself, which means you're going to have to reevaluate your relationship with blame. And you're going to have to reevaluate your relationship with your narrative. Uh, the medicine has a lot of pressure on it right now in the sense that we think that the medicine is just going to fix things for us because we've also been trained to think that there's an instant gratification to life, 
right? Mm -hmm. Which is untrue. This is a journey, meaning that as long as we've learned the trauma, we're also unlearning the trauma. For some of us, that's 30 years. For some of us, it's five years. And so how much work have you done? How aware are you of you? Because you're the answer, which is where it's a variable for everyone, which is also uncomfortable because we've been told that you can just take a pill and things will be better. It's untrue. And we're watching that compound right now as a crisis, as a species. Uh, Truly, the thing I've really been calling in is families because we also, uh, they came from us right? Especially for moms and kids right now, Uh, the vibrational frequency is real. You can pick up on your kids when they're out of alignment, you know, when they're not vibrating truth, you know, when they're hurt, you know, when they're worried, you can feel it at a cellular level. So uh, really working with moms and kids right now, and it also allows women to come out of survival, which then helps everyone, especially the male side of the species in the sense that uh, we then take a lot of pressure off of ourselves because we're women feel safer. We don't feel like we're so deep in survival, which then gives us a chance to allow kids to thrive um, because we're not as reactive, which then also allows men to show up in a more dominant or masculine energy to where we also feel safer. It's a win-win for humanity, but first we'd have to get out of our own damn way, uh, which is the hurdle, right? And so, I mean, a lot of us are attached to our narrative. You listen to people tell their stories and they're like, well, I'm this way because 30 years ago, X, Y, and Z. We have to come into here now if we're going to make it forward. We can't keep telling the story of the past. We must use it as wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely. That gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely need to start healing. And I think a lot of people, I think that's, you know, the task seems so daunting that instead of wanting to try to heal, they just don't even know where to start. And I yeah. think it's that they, you know, that's the common thing for a lot of people. It's just, how do I even start? Because so many people have been stuck in trauma for so long. You can't see the forest when you're smashed against the tree. Yeah. We give you room to breathe. We give you room to expand. And with my whole heart, Melissa, the medicine meets each, each person where they're at. So there's no expectation other than the courage to show up. And that's, that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's so huge. And now if we have people out there listening, I know you have your flow integrative center. Where are you guys located? We are located in Encinitas, California, uh, which is North County, San Diego, which is about, we're about 40 minutes north of San Diego itself, uh, right outside of Carlsbad, uh, about 40 minutes south of Dana Point. Uh, is our first location or where I initially rooted is what I like to say. Uh, we landed down here and then uh, my kids and I just moved down here recently and fully support the mission. Uh, and I have some pretty beautiful news as well too, is that we're opening a second location in San Mateo, 
which is in the San Francisco Bay Area on the peninsula. And we're set to open, yeah, that, the first week of August. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It, <laughs> it's huge. Exciting. Yeah, that's very It's really exciting. exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So if anyone is out there and they're thinking, this might be the treatment that maybe would work for me, that could help me on my healing journey, what is the first step and how can they possibly either learn more or um, get a hold of you or be able to work with you? Uh, there's a few areas to do that or a few ways to do that. One is that you can go to our website uh, and if you would like to read, I have a lot of research up on there. I have some beautiful uh, videos and other testimonies, which it's flowintegrativeketamine.com. So you can read there or you can call me at 909-735-FLOW. So it's 735-3569. You can also text that number as well too. You can submit an inquiry on our website that also comes to either myself or Lauren, who is the ying to my yang. <laughs> and she, she'll answer the phone or any questions you have as well too. Uh, and then when our new location comes uh, on full line, I'll be able to give that phone number as well too, or push you up to that team. Uh, we're, we're creating a lot of synergy with really like-minded people that are heart-centered and have used their story or their trauma to give back. Uh, we have an incredible team of women that's assembling up north on the peninsula to be able to help. So um, those are the those are the primary ways. Uh, Facebook is also Flow Integrative Ketamine. Instagram is Get Ficked, uh, which is F I K for Flow Integrative <laughs> Ketamine. That's one of the. It's uh, my email is also Get Ficked, right? So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a couple different ways. I love that. So I'm going to have the links in the show notes too. So if people want to go to the website, they can go there. And I know I personally went to the website and listened to some of the testimonials that you had up there. And it's just amazing how this therapy has helped so many people. And I just think it's so necessary and having a child who struggles so much with everything that's happened in his life and feeling like the traditional stuff just doesn't really help him because he doesn't want to talk about it. So talk yeah. therapy doesn't work for him. And yeah. I know there's probably a lot of people out there who feel the same way. Yeah. You know, they don't want to go to therapy because they don't want to be put right back in that trauma again and be re-traumatized. Yeah. So the fact that to me, it sounds a lot like when you do hypnotherapy, in the same way you're taking them out of the trauma but they don't have to relive it over and over again truth absolutely and that's also brings another point of awareness to melissa and i'm really glad that you brought that up uh, when we separate ourselves from that network uh, we use at flow we use uh, vibration and frequency to also liberate that stored energy from the physical body. 
So when we separate the limbic system, we give ourselves access to the amygdala and the hippocampus, which are two emotional centers in the brain that stores their records of the past emotionally and energetically, which also gets stored in the body. Uh, so if you were to read some of like Bessel van der Kirk's work or the body keeps the score, I mean, we can show scientifically that the physical body is 95% unconscious, which Joe Dispenza does a lot of work in this area of pulling the body out of the mind. And so when we disengage that limbic system, we're also giving access to the physical body to liberate energy. So now we're no longer influenced by old feelings, which are provocated by the environment, right? Or you'll hear people say, I can't drive by there because it triggers me. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because the body has a stored record of the past. So you're absolutely right. So we're liberating physical energy from the body we're allowing it to move through the mind as a liberation. And, and that's also something to just make everyone aware is that the medicine meets you where you're at. So it's not something that you're not ready to move through. And because you don't have the same relationship to the trauma in this altered state of consciousness or through the gift of psychedelics, you're not reliving the trauma. You're moving through it so that it no longer influences you in the sense that we're distorting from it, distracting from it, perversing from it. There's a complexity of ways that we distract and distort from our trauma. Mm -hmm. And so now we're no longer avoiding it because we've already moved through it simply by liberating it. And so that's to be clear because people tell me often, especially men, uh, perhaps people are scared of their own mind. Yeah. And, and it's because of the trauma or, or what lies in there, right? And so we're not activating trauma. We're allowing it to be lifted from you, through you, and by you while someone sits there and holds the light with you. Yeah. That is so profound. And be able to do that. And again, I love that it meets you where you are. So if, you know, you've been having trauma, you've had trauma for 30 years in your life, you can still work through that. Or if it's only been something that happened last week, you know, that it doesn't matter. You can still work through that. Yeah, it's truth which is why it's so fantastic for kids. Uh, if I could, Melissa, I would, as young as 15, like how capable and competent are you? Because the other thing that's happening right now, it, the crisis is that we're all struggling. We can feel it vibrationally. You can feel it as like a, a quickening in the universe. And so therefore there's such desperation for us to no longer feel the feels that we're experiencing right now as a species, right? And so people are just grabbing drugs in hope for some sort of reprieve. Well, my encouragement to you is if you need to know how to do drugs because we are the drugs, my mission is to teach the whole world how to do drugs. 
I don't know why we keep shaming it. I don't know why we keep uh, truly bringing such judgment and separation to what we've decided are good and bad drugs. Human beings are the drugs. We are the drugs. We are made of catecholamines. I am an endogenous catecholamine. So are you. Uh, There's so much DMT that's prevalent in our body that in totality and in the grand scheme of things and in a perfect world, Melissa, none of us would need any drugs because we've all come to recognize that we are the drugs through meditation, through breath work, you can get to any transcendental state and truly transcend your reality. That's truth. However, we are all at a different level of consciousness, meaning not all of us have the same worldview, which the case in point to that is go drive around the neighborhoods right now, and you will see the variability of human beings and how they live as a species. Well, shit, or turn on the news, right? And you'll see the complexities. It doesn't resonate with all of us, but it doesn't mean that it's not impacting all of us because we're in this together. We are all one, period. All of us have different vibrational frequencies, traumas, and densities. And there are some of us that can get to these transcendental states through meditation. And there's a whole lot of us that need a catalyst. And that catalyst is plant medicine. That catalyst is psychedelics. That catalyst is a new way of thinking, being, and doing. And we've normalized and we've criminalized, which neither is right or wrong. We really want to talk about some addiction. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about sugar. Let's talk about cell phones. And so it's just how, why are we reframe? Like we need to reframe our relationship with this. If people are doing drugs and I tell my kids often, Melissa, and this is super uncomfortable, right? Because I look back on my childhood. If they're scared to tell me the truth of what they're doing, then I have erred as a mom because they don't feel safe enough to tell me. We talk about drugs all the time not only because it's my profession, but I also know that there are a lot of little kids right now that are curious as hell and they are hurting inside and they are scared to tell the truth. And so they're trying to escape and they don't know how to do drugs and they certainly don't know where to get it from. And I don't know what pissed off the drug dealers, but there are a lot of harmful things being put into recreational drugs right now that are killing a bunch of little kids. And it's tragic. And so at what point are we going to normalize having these conversations? At what point are we going to talk about sadness as a symptom, as a human being without labeling it, medicating it to avoid it or shaming it? Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. There's a huge crisis going on right now of I think young people not knowing how to deal with their emotions happening in the world right now and I think it's scary for a lot of kids really is Mm -hmm. yeah 100 well it gives me hope that at least there are people out there like you who are trying to educate the world and who are offering alternative forms of treatment for people who again we're not a one size fits all. So some people work best 
in therapy, some people work best utilizing treatments like ketamine. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you were here to be able to talk to us about its usage and what it is, because before talking to you today, I've never heard of this type of therapy before, but it's, it's nice to know that there are options for people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming here today and for yeah. educating us a little bit more. And um, anyone out there who's listening and would like to know more information can always go to your website. And um, again, we'll have that in the show notes. I appreciate you very much, Melissa. And thank you for having me because it's an honor uh, to be able to tell the story and to be able to raise awareness and to be able to educate uh, just that much deeper and let people know that there are some options out there and there's some safe places to come surrender. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. You know, you don't have to suffer with depression or anxiety. There's so many different ways to get help. I encourage you to look at all of your different options and, you know, check it out, find out more information if you think this might be beneficial, because I don't want anyone to be out there suffering because it's, you don't you have to, you don't have to suffer there. There's help out there. So thank you for joining us. Um, check out the show notes if you'd like more information. You can follow me on social media. Uh, if you need anything, always uh, don't hesitate to reach out. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And as always, the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share it with others. I hope you have a beautiful day today from wherever you're listening. I am sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>